Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Brenton. God, I thank you so much that you're, you're here in this place and God, it's always significant to gather as your people to worship you, God. That's it's always just a privilege and an honor. And so, God, we thank you that, uh, yeah, we want to continue to worship you. Um, this, the songs are done, but we want to worship you with just giving you our heart and, and letting your truth penetrate our hearts and, and surrendering to um, your ways and what you want to teach us this morning, Lord. So h- help us to do that. Help me to share what's on your heart, Lord. And may you move amongst your people this morning. Amen. Right on. So yeah, in, in Morden today, actually, Brad and uh, the, the Drieger family are, are being introduced kind of as campus pastors on the stage. That's happening like right now, which is really exciting. Next week, uh, Brad's going to speak here and we're going we're gonna to pray for him as well. So don't miss out on that. Just want to let you know. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be continuing the, the more uh, series that, that we are in. I'm talking about a community, more community. But the more I thought about that, it, it didn't quite capture what I, what I wanted to talk about. So we're going to take away the slide. We're going to call it something else. Because ultimately, a whole, a whole lot more community, they added that in. They, they told me they were going to add something. A whole lot more community. And that sounds good. And I think there's, there, there, it's not that that's wrong. It's not that more community is wrong. You might be saying like, what do you mean? More community is bad? No, it's good. Um, but I, I really believe that, that our, our church community as a church, it, it needs to be more than just another community, right? It needs to be, um, you know, we can have our, because we can have all kinds of communities. We can find community at CrossFit, right? Oh, that's great. Gym community. You can have online communities and, and make friends across the world. Nothing wrong with that. You can have knitting communities. I don't know what kind of communities there are. Garage sale communities, all kinds of communities, right? But I, I think the church, I, I believe that there needs to be a deeper sense of community because I, I believe that this is what God wants for us. And so I believe that not just, we don't want just more community, but something deeper. Um, you know, when, when me and uh, my wife Valerie were dating, it was fun. Dating was fun. We had a lot of fun together. And uh, we were great friends, um, but neither of us would say that that was it, right? It was like, oh yeah, we're just going to date and that's fun. No, because we were, we were looking for something more, right? I, wanted, I was looking for a wife and she was looking for a husband and that was the understanding when we were dating because there was, there's a difference between having a wife and having a girlfriend. There, there's a difference there. And what, what ultimately is that difference, and you're saying, am I supposed to say sex or what? <laughs> that, bigger than that, it's actually covenant. Co- covenant's that, that big difference there. Because at a wedding, you know, when, when, I, when I do, I don't do a ton of weddings anymore, but when I do them, I, I talk to the couple about when we look at the physical wedding, right? We look at the people there. We look at the d- decor and we, we look at the physical wedding. But at the wedding, there's, there is a covenant being made. There is, 
something spiritual happening. There's a bond that's made as you vow your lives together. And so you're brought into a covenant. And we look, when we look at our relationship to God, I love that he, he also, and even when we weren't faithful to him, he wanted to bring us into covenant as well. This is what it says in Hosea. And it, and it was a time where Israel was not being faithful to God and, and, and not, uh, yeah, not following his ways and giving themselves to other gods. And in that moment, this is what God said, I will make you my wife forever showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine and you will finally know me as Lord. And, and this, was, this was God speaking about how he was going to reconcile us to the Father through Jesus Christ. Sin had created this separation, but, but he was speaking, you know, even in this moment of, of unfaithfulness, I'm going to make you mine. I'm going to make you my wife. And, and, and the Lord made covenant with his people and was faithful to that covenant, even when his people weren't always faithful to the covenant. And so when we look at us as a, as a community and a church community, we've been brought into that covenant, no, no one says yes to the Lord and is not fused to the church. It, it, it does not work. You could say, I, I, like, I like Christ, but his church, <laughs> I don't know. Does, that, that doesn't make sense. The church is the body of Christ. Again, we are, we are fused together in this covenant. It says in Ephesians, we're members of the household of God. In Romans 12.5, it says, So we, though our many, are one body in Christ. We're individually members of one another. If you say, I don't like the church, you're saying, I don't like me? Because that's it. We're interconnected. Our callings are, are interconnected. Our, our lives are interconnected. We've been brought in eternally with Christ into a covenant bond. And so we're not just another community here. It's, it's something more. It's a covenant community. And I think that covenant should, should in view of that covenant, this ought to be a different kind of community, right? Because sometimes with, with communities, you know, we, we just maybe try them or, or put in an effort and if things don't go well or um, it's not my style or ah, those people, I don't know about them, then maybe we could say, hey, we put in an effort, we gave it a shot, church just isn't for me or that, you know, fellowship with my brothers and sisters just isn't for me. Well, the problem with that approach is what happened? Things are going to get hard, right? Things things are going to get tough, and and when, this is why in premarital counseling, I never have told a single couple, you know what, guys, just try it out, just try out marriage, just give it a give it an honest shot. If it gets hard, hey, <laughs> whatever, it's, just just give it a shot, though, right? No, I say no. I talk about the covenant they're making. And in view of that covenant, that covenant needs to drive their love. That covenant, they need to remember that covenant when things are hard. So it, it, it affects their decisions they're making. It affects how they love each other, how they support each other. It's all based on this, this covenant and not how they feel. And so, so often with, uh, yeah, with when, when I do premarital, we, we talk about, and when, when we talk about marriage, we say, that the back door has got to be closed because there's, there's this covenant that you guys have made together. Um, we say the back door needs to be closed because there can be problems. There can be issues, right? 
Two imperfect people are coming together, so there's going to be hardship, and so there needs to be more than just a little bit of an effort or, or a try at things. And I think when we look at our church community, do we, do, we, do we have that same mindset of covenant? Do we have that same mindset of, I, I want to have the back door closed. I want to work things out with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Or is the back door wide open in the moment that there's an issue, and the moment trouble does come, it's like, hey, <laughs> there's 30 other churches that I can find in this community, right? I, I think it's great that there's so many churches in this community but it, it can almost become like a menu, you know, every Sunday. Oh, I'm going to have this flavor. I'm going to have this flavor. I'm going to have this flavor. And again, it's, it's okay to tr- go to a different church. And maybe this is your first time here too. I don't, I don't expect you to marry this church. You can't literally marry this church, right? Um, just making that clear. But, but, I, but I think, and, and I want to, to warn you, that things will get hard and there, there will be problems and, and people in the church community in general are going to let you down. And this is where I, I believe we, we need to you know, put, in, put in the effort to get along with one another. In, in biblical times, if you were in Ephesus, you have the church of Ephesus that you're going to, Right? You didn't have the next door church. You didn't have YouTube church that you could go to, right? Oh man, people are difficult. I'm just going to go to YouTube church today. That's not church, by the way, right? Because church is about the gathering of people, right? So you, if you were in Bible times, you had the church of Ephesus and, and you didn't have the church of YouTube option. And sometimes when we look at the early church too, we romanticize it a little bit. Like, there are so many powerful things about the early church that we need to grow in. Absolutely, absolutely. But at the same time, the early church was not perfect, right? Church of Ephesus, they lost their their first love for God. It's like, oh, man, I'm in Ephesus, in the church of Ephesus, they lost their first love. I'm going to go to the church of Laodicea. That's going to be a good church. Here they have a good worship band there. Oh, they're all lukewarm, God's going to spit these people out of their mouths. I, I don't want to be here. I'm, I'm going to go to the church of Sardis. That's going to be, I hear that's a great church. Man, there's only a few here that haven't soiled themselves. <laughs> that's what it says in Revelation. <laughs> I'll go to Corinth. Maybe it's better there. Whoa! <laughs> there is some serious immorality here. Like, yikes. No, everywhere, everywhere there were issues because... Let me tell you, if you find a perfect church, please never attend that church because it won't be perfect anymore, right? <laughs> that's the reality. That's the, that's the reality. There's, sometimes we, we romanticize the early church and sometimes we look for kumbaya community, don't we? I just want a church where they're all singing kumbaya by a campfire, no issues and no problems ever. And that's, that's unrealistic. To have deep longevity and, 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 and community together, it, it's going to take effort. And it's unrealistic to say that it wouldn't take effort, right? When I'm doing premarital, I talk about if you want your marriage to be functional, you have to put in the, the work. It's going to be work. There's, there's going to be effort that needs to be made because there are going to be things, There will be things. And so this is where 
effort is needed. Look what it says in Ephesians. Be completely humble and gentle. That is, that is such a challenging passage. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Sometimes love comes easy amongst each other. Sometimes you got to bear with one another in love. It's like, I'm going to love you. <laughs> right? That's when I need to remember the covenant that, that, I, that we have. I'm going to love you. I'm going to bear with you in love. And by the way, I, I hopefully I'm looking in the mirror at the same time because do you ever realize how the problem's always with someone else and never with me? That's when you, we need to look in the mirror, right? And I think about that. Oh man, everyone else. Everyone else is the problem. I'm perfect. No, look in the mirror. You're also part of the problem. Bear with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. That's a lot of effort. That's all the effort. That's every, every effort. Make every effort. Like this might, it might take some work and effort is probably going to be needed if we want to be unified, right? But, but often, this verse is hard to live out, isn't it? Because if, if I have maybe an issue or a problem, it, my temptation for me is just to hold you at arm's length and be like, I don't know if it's worth the effort, but it is. We ought to put in the effort. And, and again, I, I think this is what makes this community beautiful, is that we, we do put in the effort. We, we do put in the effort to be unified. We do put in the effort to forgive. We, we do put in the effort to, to have unity because, again, we've been fused together in covenant. We, we have to get used to each other, right? If you've got a problem with me, I'm sorry, you're stuck with me forever. <laughs> and so I, I think there's a need for effort and, and, and devotion to this fellowship. In Acts 2, it says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to one another who had need every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. And I find it inspiring that it said they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. Church was not something they were attending the church community was something they were devoted to. If you look at that word in, in the Greek, just the, the definitions of it, if you want to bring all those up there. Prosarkirto. I don't really speak that language. Um, <laughs> as you can tell. It means to adhere to, to like, kind of to cling to, to be devoted or constant to one, to be steadfastly attentive unto to give unremitting care to a thing, wow. To continue all the time in a place. To persevere and not to faint. I think that's needed. I think if we want to have any level of deep community, there's going to be a moment where you have to persevere. Have you had to persevere in your marriage before and not faint? Yeah. 
I think if we're going to have community, deep community, and we'll talk about what that looks like, there has to be this perseverance. To be constant, readiness for one, to wait on constantly. Again, church was not something they attended because they, they, they belonged to the church, right? They belonged to the church. They refused in covenant. When you, when they, I think they understood when I said yes to God, I said yes to all of you. That's how God made this. He set it up. He picked this team, Right? He was the one. And so they, they got that. I, I need to be devoted to this. So my challenge to you, and I know there are hardships, and I know that, that there are legitimate reasons to leave a church. Absolutely. Um, if you look at some of the, uh, the abuses in the church, even physical sexual abuse, absolutely, there are reasons to run and not be in that church anymore. Absolutely. So I'm not saying there's never a reason. You can never leave a church or anything like that. But here's my challenge to you. Whether, you're, whether, whether this is going to be your, your church, your home church, or elsewhere. You know, again, maybe you're, you're new here and you're, you're just attending. I'm talking about marrying the church. You're like, oh, it's a little too quick for me. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. You, you can get to know this, this body. That's, that's totally fine. This is why we give some time before we get you to attend a partnership class. And, and in partnership class, this is where you get that choice to dive in deeper. But, but my challenge to you is don't just attend a church. Whatever church you end up in, whatever community you're finding to say, hey, this is, these are my people, this is my community, don't just attend, belong. Devote yourself to that. And that's a, that's a deep commitment, but I believe this is the commitment that we need to make because again, as we said yes to God, at the same time, we said yes to his people. And so I encourage you, don't just attend church, faithfully devote yourself to Christian fellowship. And that word fellowship, let's look at that word. It says they devoted themselves to fellowship. And that word is koinonia in the Greek. And it means fellowship. Huh, there you go. They interpreted it accurately. But, it, but it's deeper than that. It's also intimacy. It's, it's to be part of a, a collection. It, it really, when, when I, uh, the second verse or uh, definition there, to share which one has anything participation, that's really what it's talking about. It's this deep connection. It's this intimate partnership and deep, deep fellowship that we have together. And I think, again, this is what we need to have towards each other. You know, we can have potlucks till the cows come home, and those are good. Pot blesses, as Michelin said. I like that, pot blesses. We don't believe in luck here. Um, <laughs> pot blessed. But, but, but are we going deeper? Are we, are, we, are we opening up to each other? Are we sharing our lives? Are we sharing our burdens are we sharing our struggles I love what N.T. Wright said he said the idea we need to grasp is in Christ Christians don't only belong to one another but become mutually identified intertwined bound together truly rejoicing together worshiping together eating together being taught and encouraged together with strong emotions for one another 
genuinely weeping with the sad, grieving with losses, laughing and enjoying those victories that we have in Christ. This is the level of, of connection that, that uh, I believe God is calling us into. And how many of you, that sounds a little scary? There's some hands raised right now, right? It's okay, you don't have to raise your hand. That sounds a little scary. Like, if people get to know me, what, what are they going to think, right? And especially, you know, that, that time of COVID was, was, was very damaging in, in the sense of, as we were isolated, now that, did you feel like anxiety levels high that the first weekend all restrictions were out? It was like, ah! I had to like duck away for a little bit. It was just a lot to handle, right? There, there are, social anxieties are higher and higher and higher. And so what are we going to do with that? If we're afraid of community, if we're afraid of intimacy, are we going to give in to those fears or are we going to give ourselves to community? Someone asked me, what are you speaking on this weekend? And I said, I'm speaking on community. And I love what they said. They said, oh, I need to hear that because I like to be alone. <laughs> I think that, that's awesome. I think that's so cool. They, they said, I recognize that when things go wrong, I often isolate myself, and that's the exact opposite thing that I should do. So that's good that you're preaching on this because this is what I need. I, I think that's beautiful. It's awesome. The other day, we, we had a, a, a meeting at church, and I could tell someone was overwhelmed. There was, there, there was a new community, and there was new people, and I was like, ah, it was a lot for them, and that makes sense, right? They had real fears, and so th- at one point, they had to kind of remove themselves and just catch their breath, and, and, and I, again, I could tell it was very hard for them, but I was so encouraged, because later that evening, I saw this person in a small group with people they didn't know praying together. That is awesome. That's strength, right? That's not weakness. That, that is strength because even though it would be easier, it would have been easier to go home. It would have been easier to stay home and just be like, it's easier being alone. They knew they needed community. They knew they needed each other. Again, the other day, I saw someone and they were emotional. They, were ha- they had a tough week and now they were entering this, this meeting and people were coming and, and they were emotional and, and in my head, I was thinking, good for them. <laughs> They're weak. Life maybe hit them harder. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Like, I actually thought that was super brave because if I was crying, if I was emotional, I wouldn't want to do it. In front. That's the last thing I want to do is cry in front of all of you. <laughs> and they said, you know what? I, I know I need to be here. This is where I need to be. That's strength, church. Church, that's strength. That's not weakness. We're afraid to show our weaknesses towards each other, but actually, when, 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 when we actually really do that, we find strength in the body of Christ, and that's how we can be strong. Amen? You know what we do sometimes when we, when we have church and we have community? It's like what we do when we have someone over to our house. We clean up. <laughs> right? We, we got to clean everything up. And then you invite someone into your home. Look at my house. Nothing's out of place. I'm a perfectly clean person all the time. You won't find a single crumb on the ground. 
I'm this clean all the time, right? <laughs> now, you probably know how close you are with someone by uh, how messy their house is when you come over, right? It's like, okay, we're, we're getting close. They don't have to clean up anymore. But we do that in church all the time, don't we? We put on a happy face. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm good. Nothing ever is wrong. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we're broken and we're hurting. This place is where we can demask. This place is, is where we can bear each other's burdens. There's a concept in the Bible of sharing each other's burdens. That's a beautiful thing. That is what the church ought to do. But if we want our burdens shared, what do we have to do? Share our burdens. We have to do that. And again, that's scary, but I think we have to be willing. And it's beautiful because then, then we get strength from other people. Then we, then we get the body of Christ lifting us up when we're going through a hard time. It was about a year ago that I shared uh, that me and my wife Valerie were wanting to start a family and we were having struggles with that, um, struggles with infertility. I just want to let you know we're having a baby in April. And it was, it, was, it was a very hard time. It was a hard time, and it was in the middle of COVID, which was also just really, really hard. And I'm, I'm sharing this, not to, to just brag that I'm having a baby, I'm sharing this because I, I'm looking into the audience, and I can see those who said, I'm praying for you. I can see those who said, hey, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. There was pr honestly probably at least 50 different people that told me that. And after, after almost three years of trying to have a baby, I got tired of praying for myself. I didn't want to pray for myself. I didn't, I, I, like I wanted to pray for other people, but like just praying for myself, I was tired of it. And me and Valerie were talking about this, how we so, like we so appreciate you guys and, and what you did there in, in lifting us up in prayer. It means like, it means so much to us. We literally saw Church, that's church, right? I think of the story in the Bible where when Moses' hands were lifted and he got tired and, and Aaron and her came and lifted up his hands. That's what it felt like. That's what you guys felt like for us. So I just wanna thank you. And, and if you're going through infertility yourself, I, I would, if you feel comfortable letting me know, I, I would love to pray for you. But, but in this room, if we look, there's, there's so many things that we're going through. And we're meant to go through it together. We're meant to share each other's burdens. We're meant to rejoice with each other. This is church, right? And alone, we're, we're weak. We're weak. But together, when we have the strength of together, we can be strong. I, when I went to California, I saw the redwood trees, and they were these massive, strong trees. You can literally drive a car through these trees, like literally. There's a, there a part there where you, you drive your car through the tree. It's insane. But it was cool, because as they were talking about the redwood trees and, and the roots that they had, of course the roots are strong, but they said that the roots were inter, all intertwined together. Because if the wind came, their roots didn't go super, super deep. So, but if the wind came, because they were all intertwined, sharing strength, they weren't going to fall. 
I think that is, that is a beautiful image of the church. It, it's sharing strength. It's, it's looking out for one another. Looking out for one another. In the Bible, you'll, you'll see that phrase, one another, right? Love one another. Be patient with all of those things. You'll find that about a hundred times mentioned in the Bible. A lot of them by Paul as he was writing to churches. Because he knew the unity in the church and the love that the church had for each other was going to be the starting place where, where they had a, a community of unity and love so they can go into the world to spread that love. He knew if, there was, if they were dysfunctional, if they didn't have unity, if they didn't have these things, that they, they, it wasn't going to translate outside the walls of the church. If they were just fighting, let's fight inside the walls and then let's love, be the light of the world. He knew it, it, they would have to love each other. And so of the hundred times one another is mentioned in the New Testament, half of them talk specifically about how we are to treat fellow believers. So I'm going to read them. And you won't get all of these, but you can look them up in the sermon notes on, on the weekly. Go to gmchurch.ca, click weekly, or more, and then weekly, and you'll see the, these sermon notes. But I'm going to read them. It says, love one another. And that's, that command is 16 times in the Bible. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Live in harmony with one another. Build one another up. Be like-minded towards one another. Accept one another. Admonish one another. Greet one another. Care for one another. Serve one another. Bear with one another's burdens. Forgive one another. Be patient with one another. Speak the truth and love. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. Submit to one another. Consider others better than yourself. Look to the interests of one another, bear with one another, teach with one another, comfort one another, encourage one another, exhort one another, stir up one another towards love and good deeds, show hospitality towards one another, employ the gifts that God has given for the benefit of one another, clothe yourself with humility towards one another, pray for one another, confess your faults to one another, don't lie to one another, stop passing judgment on another. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, you'll be destroyed by each other. Let's not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other, don't slander one another, don't grumble against each other. And we can say, I want to go to that church, right? Like imagine if a church really, if we, if we, we embodied those things, it's like, I, I want to go there. That would be so cool. You just walk in, hey, I've been considering how I could spur you on towards love and good deeds. Let me encourage you. Whoa, cool. <laughs> But I don't want your mindset to be, I want to go to that church. Make your mindset, I want to be that. Right? Sometimes we come into a community and our focus is, what can I take from it? What can I take? What did you get from the service? And that's good. Hopefully you got something from the service. These, like, these are a thousand verses here. Hopefully you got something. But another focus as we're a community and as we live as a community is, what can I give? How can I support the body? When I'm weak, I want to share my burdens so, so I can be loved and supported in prayer. And when I'm strong, I'm on the lookout. Who can I pray for? Who can I support? Who needs lifting? Who's going through something challenging? This is being the church. It says in Galatians that we're called to love one another, especially the family of believers. 
Again, half those, these verses are towards believers because Jesus, he talked about this in John 17. He said, I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they may all be one, just as you and I are one. Wow. I pray that they would be one as you and I are one. He's talking to his father. Wow. As you are in me, father, and I'm in you, and they may be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. It's in this context of love and unity that the early church grew, right? They were devoted, they were loving each other, they had koinonia, and then it says, and God added to their numbers daily. And this is what Jesus says. When there's this unity, when there's this love, and it overflows into the world, this is where people are gonna come to know Jesus. So again, some of these, some of these things that I'm talking about today are challenging, right? There, there are some hurdles that we have. We're, we're talking about a, a culture that isn't really modeled, modeled well in our world, right? We want to create the Lord's culture, not the world's, copy the world's culture. That's hard. Some of us have a real fear towards people. And some of us have a, a real fear towards sharing your burdens or, or sharing hardship and when things get hard and we're also messed up we all will make mistakes we'll all let each other down and so it's going to take effort it's going to take all the effort but it's worth it because this this is the covenant that God has brought us into and he picked this team and again, I'm stuck with you guys, <laughs> and I'm happy. It's awesome, it gives me joy. But may we devote ourselves to this, out of the covenant that Christ has made with his people. Come on, you're good enough for Jesus, right? He didn't look at you and say, uh-uh, you, no, that one sin is too bad, so you can't be with me. Well, if you're good enough for Jesus, then you gotta be good enough for me, right? We're all trophies of his grace, amen? All trophies of his grace. So may, may we look to serve and may we devote ourselves to fellowship. We have uh, small groups here at the church and uh, we're in a time of transition with small groups as well, so, but I encourage you to sign up, maybe give us a bit of grace when it comes to plugging you into a small group, but we have these small groups, and literally, it doesn't matter if you are 14, we have junior youth, or 130. If you're 130, let me know, that's impressive. <laughs> we have a community for you, because we really believe that just coming in and out on Sunday morning, it has to be more than that. That's not the full image of church. Church is walking alongside each other. It's lifting up each other in prayer. It's, it's what we did last Tuesday at the prayer summit where we broke bread. We took the Lord's communion. We lifted up each other in prayer. And church is in, as we gather during the week. And we be honest with each other. We say, that was a hard week. It was a hard week. Hey, that's okay. 
I'm going to pray for you. You're going to pray for me, and we're going to be the church together. Amen? Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.